Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens, and I am proud once again to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different, episode 119. Joining us from the other side of the pond, Mr. James Oakleford. We came to learn of James through the great work that he does for North Brewing Company. You can follow along with his work on Instagram, Simple Refold, R-E-F-O-L-D, done and done. You can also go to his website, refold.co.uk, but really just uh, really enjoyed speaking with James. He is not only a great designer, he's someone who's put in his time, he has a great story, He's done a lot of label work, but he's also almost like a label historian. He most recently, uh, about this time last year, came out of the book, The Crushable Canvas. So we both love the wordplay with the canvas. Uh, He sent me actually a copy of the book, and it was just really inspiring. We do talk about that. It's really kind of, you know, pushing me and moving me forward, uh, not to get self-centered right here but you know i think that's one of the things that i personally take away each week here is that people in their stories a lot of folks with their side hustle or you know the the process or how they found you know this job or came to be into this industry a lot of it's not you know obviously there's a level of luck and hard work but it's really about you know about dedication and being true to yourself and so i really enjoy that you know we we've um been been grinding with you know the the to-do list or ideas that we have, and it doesn't get any shorter. And we're determined to make all those dreams realities. And it's through the messages and support that we've been getting from all of you out there. And uh, it really means a lot. And if you want to shoot us an email, feel free to do so. AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. 16ozcanvas.com is the website. And 16ozcanvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we'd love to hear your feedback on what we're doing on the Instagram story. What we're really trying to do is increase engagement, showcase some of the other folks who are out there, whether it be current alumni, future guests, things that we think are cool. And so we've been really using the story as the kind of a way to share other people's work. And it's been really great. The engagement level, the interaction we've had from folks has been really high. You know, folks shooting us messages and checking in what we're doing is, is really cool. And we really like that, the idea that we are building a community, showing appreciation for others, and just really kind of getting the word out there, you know, the art of craft beer. And it's really kind of a, you know, it's really important to us. So it's been a, it's been a busy week. The summer is here. Had the uh, awesome opportunity of checking out uh, Fish, P-H-I-S-H, you know, my favorite band. They played at Mohegan Sun Casino here in Connecticut on Tuesday. Made for a late night, or depending uh, how you look at the clock, an early morning, and it was just uh, it was just a lot of fun. It was uh, a smaller venue. I think it was about eighty five hundred, maybe nine thousand people. Which, given you know, the fact that I haven't seen them since nineteen ninety six, is really kind of cool to see them in a little more quote unquote intimate venue of that nature. Had some floor seats. Want to you know give a quick thank you to Brady for hooking that up. Didn't find out till the night before. And like I said, that was the, probably the toughest ticket on the tour because of the space. And uh, one good thing about music, right? When it hits you, you feel no pain. You're going to have a busy day, long day, long week, long month, long year. But when you go see your favorite band, they play some of your favorite tunes, and you just, you know, 
Let's go down a little bit and you just get your boogie on. It was it was awesome. You know, it was a weird show set list wise, but they played really tight. To see the lights and everything that, that up that close was awesome. We posted some pictures, and uh, just definitely uh, live music is is where it's at. Really excited. Got some shows coming up on the fall tour. Not necessarily fish. We're gonna go see the Ava Brothers again. Got tickets for Jason Isbell. Really want to get some tickets for the Rackin' Tours and the Black Keys, and just uh, you know keeping things moving, keeping things busy. And we hopefully uh, hopefully we'll meet up with you folks some point along the way. We will uh, by the time this airs, if not by Monday, we'll drop uh, kind of the save the date for our event in Maine, the Hubbub. Really excited about that. Then again, in September, we're also going to be doing our Doodle or Die with Robbie Davis. We're going to be appearing on Beer Sessions Radio as part of Heritage Radio, doing a beer art uh, show there with uh, Jimmy Carbone, Earl from KCBC, Daniel Birch with Barrier, and New York Times writer and author Josh Bernstein. So it should be a lot of fun. Really excited to kind of be on the other side of the, the microphone for that. It's really cool. It's an honor to be part of that. I think that we've really been uh, doing our part. Like I said, you know, we're grinding out there. The rest of the year, we'll be super busy in the most positive way. Uh, we also, you know, announcement, announcement, announcement. We just released our first piece of kind of merchandise, uh, Dune Hager, amazing artist from Australia that we featured on the podcast. He created um, a unique piece of artwork that we're featuring on glass. Head to the 16OunceCanvas.com black size store. Got the link on our Instagram, and you know, boom, pre order that. It's coming out in a few weeks. It'll be in our hands, and we want to make sure that you know, we did this. This is our first run of it. We did a limited run of glasses, and so we would hate for you to be shut out, but it'll be only one time only that we, you know, make these glasses for you. So they're 16 ounce can glasses. So we think it's really exciting. You know, it's got a cool transparent center that, based on you know, whatever kind of beer you're drinking, uh, you know, the logo will be kind of floating. Floating in your beer in a cool, trippy way, bro. So yeah, 16ozcanvas.com backslash store. Doing Hager, 16-ounce canvas merch. Go, go, go. But let's get into it. Episode 119. James Ockleford, North Brewing. Refold on Instagram. I'm AJ. You're you. Life is good. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas. The Autograph Beer Podcast. Checking in with us from over in the UK, Yorkshire proper. Uh, somebody we've been, uh, been looking forward to talking to for some time now, James Ockelford. Uh, Refold, if you are following along on Instagram and his website, refold.co.uk. And we came to, uh, actually, I think we came to learn of James because he found us. So that was kind of cool. And then we've learned what a great artist and designer he was and the work that he's doing with North Brewing Company. He uh, put out a book last year that he was uh, kind enough to share with me that's been uh, super inspiring for me. And so, uh, you know, thanks so much, James, for, uh, you know, being a part of this and, you know, being a supporter of the project, having designers like yourself, you know, who believe in what we're doing really kind of, uh, you know, pushes me, you know, and uh, makes me realize that we're, you know, we're building something together and, you know, glad to officially have you part of the project. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, I was a no-brainer, my friend, but, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks so much. And like I said, if you want to follow along with on the Instagram, it's, uh, it's super easy refold like fold again r-e-f-o-l-d and then you can go to refold.co.uk and we'll uh we'll figure out what uh you know what the significance of the of the the branding there is but um yeah so uh james yeah why don't we uh this is the 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 fun part for me i don't have to do anything so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself 
Um, you know, you're a, you're a branding designer. You're the doing all the designs for North Brewing Company. It seems that you keep pumping them out over there. So, which kind of uh, what's the, what's the James story? You know, you know, take take us back in time, my friend. Right. Well, um, so I run a, a studio called Refolds. It's been going for about like, 15, 16 years now, and um, a lot of my work seems to revolve around beer one way or another and it's mainly because of um well, it's mainly because of a bar in leeds called uh, north bar um so when i was at art college uh, in, in leeds um i was i was just when i was 18 i was doing my uh, foundation year at leeds college of art and north opened so it was late 90s and at that stage it's a beer culture particularly north of england was pretty grim um and when north opened it was, it was like a little beacon it had uh, belgian beers German beers never seen before, and I kind of it kind of introduced me to the world of beer, and uh, introduced me to a guy called Christian uh, Townsley, who was one of the two owners. And so, while I was at college at the time, I was doing a lot of projection work. Um, I was and um, I was doing a lot of live visuals for for bands, and I was creating kind of just art pieces which could be projected through lenses and so on, different ways. And yeah, just just going into this bar, um, I was I was hooked as soon as I went in, really. And talking to Christian, he was he had his band um, at the time called Bingo, and he needed some visuals putting on the wall. He liked the idea of some of the lyrics from his band being on the walls while we were while he was playing. So I I just sort of struck a conversation with him, so offered to do some projection work for him. And that sort of led to quite a long, long-term relationship, which is still going 22 years later. Um, so that's that's sort of where the sort of beer connection came in. I kept on, I've been busy doing bits of work for North Bar, and they've opened up more bars. I've kept on work doing bits and bobs. Then a few years ago, when they opened the brewery, I was asked to do the branding for that, and then it just led to to more and more work, really. So that's that's the sort of beer story. And all the while, I've been doing other other bits and bobs as well. Yeah, what's yeah, and I mean, going back to that, you know, pre-uni or you know, pre, you know, uh, you know, were you always kind of? I, I like the fact that you were involved in music. That was a huge part of, you know, my story, who I am. And so, how are you? You know, how did you kind of uh, put your chips in or decide that like to go into design, especially, you know, given both of our ages, you know, in the earlier days. It wasn't wasn't really the the safest play. So you were being a designer and involved in music. So you were really going for the uh, yeah the crazy crazy uh, non typical uh, you know job route. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it was really planned out. Really, I was you know, it never. Yeah, ne- of, it never is right. You're just kind yeah. of like, how the hell did I end up here? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think a lot of, sort of teenagers get kind of music obsessed. It's where you sort of get a bit of sort of self identity, I suppose. And and the music scene in Leeds was just amazing. You know, it's the end of the nineties, and you know that's when I was sort of living around Leeds as well. It was just amazing. There's always great stuff going on, and I was hearing more and more sort of good music, which is lots. There lots of bands from sort of Chicago would tour through Leeds, and they'd always play. And if there weren't any venues to play, and they'd be playing in basements, so I was I was kind of wrapped up in that little world a little bit. It's quite exciting, and yeah, it's 
always just really, it really appealed to me. So I was always looking for any way I, I could do things which kind of united my interests, like in music, enjoying any kind of sort of crafted, you know, kind of craft, whether it's beer or coffee, anything which sort of, you know, involved making things, you know, sort of crafting things. I enjoy sort of working with those kind of industries. And I think it's just plugging away over time and sometimes opportunities arise and that's what you find yourself doing. Yeah, like uh, that's kind of how I ended up being a band manager. I had no plans ever in my whole existence. And it was, oh, you know, a band that came on the show. I really liked what they were doing. And I said, mm-hmm. hey, why don't you reach out to Rich over at the acoustic? And hey, tell this guy he just sent you. And they were, and it was kind of like, well, next thing I know, I had booked them, you know, five or six gigs. And it was like, oh, I could probably help out a little more and then more. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm, you know, 250 shows later you know and i uh, own a, a, a van and i'm a you know and i'm like what the hell am i doing here but yeah yeah who knows mm-hmm. yeah i think that's yeah what's one one good thing i think out there folks like just be open to the universe because who knows where it's going to take you it was definitely uh it was definitely a, a yeah. grind but you know it, it makes me appreciate a lot of where i am and you always have a couple good stories to tell so yeah yeah it's i mean you and it's, it's sometimes it's people you meet and it's like so just been having just sort of genuine friendships with people, you know, you, yeah. you opportunities, you know, will, will appear. But like with so with North Brinko, it's eighteen years, eighteen years of doing little bits and bobs before the That's opportunity amazing. to do something I always wanted to do. So, yeah, when the oppor- you know, when I was asked to sort of do the first sort of, uh, sort of label designs, when they, I think it's a quite it took, took a few quite a few months before before anything was packaged all the beer was going into bars it was there's you know pump clips and things like that i be i was designing but it took a yeah it took a good while before uh, you know and any labels but when they came along it was um yeah it was really exciting yeah because i because yeah because yeah, 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 i would think i well, i mean i think that with the europeans and like the classic beer styles it's been it it's taking a little longer to, to I think the US has that craze down where the cans were I think more you saw cans and you know crazy labels were a little more prevalent here in the States than, you know, over you know, over there. And I think because you always had the classic topography and, you know, the labels there are really font heavy. So what you're doing, mm-hmm. what others are doing there, I think is pretty cutting edge nowadays. You know, it's it's really it's really been great to see that it's, and it's it's been it's ramped up at a, an amazing pace, which has been beautiful. Yeah, in the in the last couple of years, in in England in particular, you know, yeah. everything's everything's changed incredibly quickly. And I mean, I remember when we were when we were first talking about the design of labels, we were thinking, well, we would love to do some really kind of crazy art stuff, you know, like Omni Polo does, but or do something like Nicola, you know. But thinking, well, we, you know, we just wouldn't sell any beer, you know, we wouldn't, we couldn't get away with it. But I've, as time has gone by, though, we've, you know, the, there's been this market that seems to have appeared that has an appetite for more interesting work. And now there's just there's so much interesting work being produced. And it's it's not out of reach of like smaller breweries to, to do something quite interesting and get, get attention. Yeah, and, I, and the labels you're doing are, are extremely unique. You know, they're definitely, you know, they stand out on their own. You know, the labels, you know, it's really, really strong. You know, the excuse me, the the logo, and it's really just been like I said, it's been really nice to to see that. You know, um, 
and you're it seems it seems at least you know it seems like month over month the 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 rate at which new new cans are coming out it seems to be increasing exponentially so it's they're uh they're, yeah. they're definitely they're definitely keeping you busy james they are but it's it's great fun i mean right now i've got um i've got three labels on the go like right this instance which i'll be presenting tomorrow morning um and sending over and i'll be working on them till till well for late tonight still um but it, I'm, I'm excited i mean you know there's nothing i'd rather be doing and i'm excited I'm excited to get on to the next projects, especially so working with different breweries as well, which I've admired. Um, like, like some of the Dutch breweries um, and American breweries, which are co- collaborating with North. It's it's lovely thinking about you know what elements from their brand or their their sort of design approach, which I can incorporate into the way I you know sort of put patterns together. So I, I yeah, it's 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 a real kind of honour to be able to. To work with companies that sort of I've admired for years, and and just be able to have a bit of fun with it without overthinking it too much. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, it really is nice to see that, and it's uh, you can see the evolution of your work, and it's just been, yeah, you know, it's just been a great process to follow along. Remember, folks, refold on Instagram. Now, what is your kind of what's your medium? What are you using to create these um, you know, designs? So it's it, it varies. It's usually between Illustrator and Sometimes I'll j- jump between InDesign and Illustrator, but I think I use InDesign more than more than a lot of designers. Because uh, I, I used to uh, do a lot of uh, publication design, and that was almost exclusively in InDesign. So I'll do as much of the design and layout as I can do, and it seems it feels quite uh, it feels quite natural. But uh, yeah, def- I couldn't I couldn't do it without without um, Illustrator, and sometimes I'll use. Um, Bits of sort of 3D modeling, um, oh. 3D modeling stuff, which my brother often helps me with. You know, just to kind of distort patterns, and then I'll flatten those images and kind of sort of redraw them. So I usually like to I come up with something very simple and then just process it two or three times until it starts looking a little bit stranger, and that's usually where it ends. Yeah, I would say that. Um... We yeah, it, using InDesign that 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 might be one of your secrets because uh, we don't hear that a lot. I, that's probably why I, I we've been doing this a lot. I think that you might be one of the first that we've that we've heard utilize that. So that's really cool to 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 think about that as you having a you know, unique kind of a unique tool in your uh, your arsenal. Yeah, cause, I mean it's it's a it's a basic layout you know, part of this sort of Adobe suite. So it's I think it's you know it's used by a lot of designers, but not usually for right. sort of illustration. But um, it, it's easy to, to it's easy to jump between the different programs. So you know, if it's not feeling quite right, just take it into another program, play with it some more. I mean, sometimes sometimes I'll draw things out as well and and just doodle away, and especially if I'm just getting sick of staring at the screen. And um, I, I really like the idea of I really like the idea of producing things just on on paper, but so the reality is you end up with a certain look, you know, very kind of crisp lines when you're using the computer. And then that that becomes part of your look and you feel well, that there's an expectation that that continues. So you end up sort of stylizing it to sort of fit in with, with the, uh, well, with the rest of the work you've done, I suppose. 
But it's not, I mean, it's crazy to think that you've done so many at this point that you have a style that's expected of you for this brand. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's the dream, right? You've been, you know, you are the brand. You've really helped bring it to life. You have that style sheet where you have the, the circle logo, which is, you know, dead center on the front pane on, I think it's on all the mm -hmm. cans, right? I mean, unless it's a collaboration, but I'm pretty sure it's on all the cans, right? Yeah, even the collaborations, they'll just be the N and the B on the front. I mean, the, the thought behind that was, you know, the, the, the people who are buying these beers, they tend to they tend to be kind of active on social media, and they often photograph the cans which they've been drinking. And the idea behind it was, you know, people can identify, you know, become pretty savvy at identifying beers by by the patterns and the colours that they're seeing. And so, if people know that they don't need you don't need a huge amount of information or loaf the can to uh, you know to sort of signpost it. In fact, some some ways I think just being a little bit elusive can be uh, can be intriguing to people. They they want to turn the can round to find out what it is. Yeah. If I've, if I've done my if I've done my job well, then they'll they'll be turning all the cans around to find out. And the beers, yeah, it's easy to say the beers amazing though. So. That's another incentive that people have to uh, investigate a bit further. Yeah, we have. We did not. We did. did no, we did not. We did not acquire any while we were over there. So I, I apologize to you and the North Crew, but we uh, we would have waited anyway. And by the time we did this, it probably would not have been as fresh and would not have been the best experience. But um, yeah, I just I, I love I love that there's a style sheet to it, but yet the patterns kind of so like there's the one layer is always the logo in the middle. You can count on it, but it's not. As we mentioned before, like it's not obnoxiously large. It's just like kind of, it's almost like because um, a lot of times you you have multi layers or patterns, and they, it almost reminds me of like in the olden days with the, you know, the waxed stamp on it, kind of keeping the two the multiple layers kind of together. It's kind of like the adhesion for the whole piece. It sits on top of everything. So I really like that. You know the, the you know this simple but yet you know uh, powerful NB on on top of everything. Yeah, th thank you. It's um, it, it seems to be working out, I think, and uh, hopefully won't run out of run run out of too many patterns. But um, they they seem to, they seem to keep on coming. Yeah. And what, one what yeah one thing about the way they're produced as well, we use a we use a great printer, but we're print usually printing out of two plates rather than being digitally printed. So the the process is sort of driven by the the way that the labels are printed. And that sort of that sort of sort of pushes the the process as well, you know, the the way it's actually manufactured. Oh wow! And and in in a in a way, it's like a limitation to work against, and it kind of keeps you know the sort of tension in the design as a result. I think sometimes, although it's you know digital print digital printing is fantastic these days. It's just nice to be able to produce something like in an old-fashioned way, almost. You know, just be, be thinking about plates and yeah, it's, it's it's. I like like the idea that the designs I'm doing now could have been could have been produced in the '60s, and this is pretty much how they've been printed, and I quite like that. Now, did that take some getting uh, used to? Or the you know the, the colors are they true to what you're doing, or do you have to kind of in the earlier the, the first few labels was there some you know, level of, you know, learnt or forgiveness you needed to kind of work with? Uh, well, we've been pretty sort of fortunate. So I'll, I'll just get these Pantone books out and I'll be looking at 
the ink swatches and trying to find sort of specific kind of color combinations I was after. And so the the printed out of Pantone inks, so we so color matching is pretty perfect. We've done a couple of digital jobs and they didn't go yeah, so inconsistent. Um and especially especially if you've been really excited to see something come come back from print and the colour's just not quite right. You know, or it's 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 not it's not exactly what happened. It's 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 so disappointing. And especially early on you think, well, you don't know how many more labels you'll end up doing. So every every label you do, you want it to be kind of the best thing you've ever produced. Um yeah, and it's it's disappointing when it is disappointing when it's it doesn't come back perfect. But I think we've I think we've pretty much got the system sort of nailed down now. I can't imagine we'll be changing our, our printers for for a good while at least. So I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, it makes you appreciate yeah, especially when you go, Okay, we'll divert and try a couple of digital ones and it's like, Well, we're not gonna do that again for a while. So yeah, I don't I don't see that happening, you know, any anytime soon. Now Earlier you said that you know you have you have meetings tonight um, you know with the brewery. What is that? What is the process like from from okay we've we have a couple of beers coming out. We need, you know you said you're working on three labels currently. You know what what is how, you know kind of take a step back on how has the been the, the life cycle of this project and you know what's the meeting like tonight? And um, so so how how does so yeah so how long like so how long how long ago do they kind of. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, James, we have we have a couple of beers we need labels for. How much time are you given? And you know, what will you right. kind of be showing them tonight? Right. So it it can take. Um, I'm usually given about usually about a week to two weeks. Usually notice, and then you know, it's, it's usually about a day's work or two days' work, sort of spread over a few days. I'll be I'll be I'll be plugging away at it. What I often do is produce posters first. Um, I produce posters to see if it, see how it feels really. I print them out, and then I'll end up adapting them down into 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 the label designs afterwards. So I may produce I may produce sort of ten, even fifteen different designs around a particular beer, just seeing which feels best, and then that's that sort of gets so it gets kind of filtered down to my favourite couple of ones, and then. And usually, I'll I'll sometimes ask um, so Sarah, who's, who's, she's the um, she's the uh, marketing manager at North. I may ask her opinion, and you know she'll usually have a kind of good insight on what the best one to go with is. So that's that's sort of where it goes, really. Now, do you do you keep all those? So, is there ones you go back and say, oh, I, w- I really wish I would have, you know, they would have picked this one. So you're gonna try to kind of uh, revitalize that yeah. one to bring it back. Is there, yeah. Do you have, sec- you have secret I, favorites? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I've I've I folders full of stuff, but it's it's funny when a new beer comes along. I I have the always have the urge to start from scratch. I don't really want to. I don't really want to pick up like a leftover from a previous project. But I have I have hundreds of pages of stuff which, um, no one no one in the world has seen apart from me. And I always imagine, well, maybe I'll, you know, kind of put together a magazine or a book of of things just just to get all that work in one place. But um, I probably won't get around to that. Well, but, uh, I'm I'm always halfway through projects anyway. So yeah, but yeah, there's there's definitely quite an archive of, of stuff. Now, um, based on the style of beer, do do you find that you're drawn to different? 
patterns or, or, or color palettes? Or, or do you, is there any, is there any yeah. kind of secret you know, behind that? Yeah, there is. So I've, there's a few, there's a few sort of different sort of design approaches I've taken over the, over the last couple of years. One of them's with, um, I've been, it was using up arts um, quite a while back. And then it seems to pair well with the idea of these kind of sour beers and, and North is pretty famous for doing these triple fruited gozers. And so all the gozers have the same kind of swirly pattern on. It, it always people always complain that it kind of messes their eyes up, you know, in the stare at it. And and that, the colour just changes each time with that one. And the colour depends on the the fruit that's being used in the beer. So there's like a, there's definitely kind of rules which have started emerging about you know what kind of patterns go with different styles of beers. And um, the IPAs are just usually just whatever I feel like doing at the time. I think the, the main rule I have for most of the beer designs is I just I want to create a create a can that's you know I would I'd be happy to see when I open my fridge. That's kind of that's pretty much all I that that's the process I go through. There's a lot of big big line art basically for IPAs and for sours. We often go with these op art things which mess your eye up. I, I, that's probably the main, the main styles, actually. Yeah, I love that when it's like, okay, and then because when you then you put them all next to each other and you realize, oh yeah, but it's like a subtle, yeah, subtle uh, pattern or style sheet that you know that yeah. So thanks for thanks for sharing that with us. And you said all of your work that you know hasn't been shown. You think, oh, maybe I'll make a book or a magazine out of it, but you know, you just did come out with a book, you know, less than a year ago. You know, which probably took you a really long time, and we were really lucky to have a copy of it. It's called the Crushable Canvas, and so. We love we love uh, we love a fellow canvas user for for beer cans and so um, <laughs> you know how long did it take you to to work on that I mean it's really it, it, it was really wonderful James that you sent it to me I, I I like to publicly thank you it really meant a lot you had a really you know kind note that you attached with it and it really kind of um, you know we don't get a lot of mail here and so but it was so heartfelt and thoughtful it really um, I just wanted to publicly thank oh. you for for you know you, you know sending me one of the the limited copies that you that you made so so it's it, like I said it's been inspiring me to really yeah. push forward with uh you know the idea of doing a book on our, our, our side yeah well you, sh- you should definitely go with it I mean it wasn't you know the the book didn't it's probably about two weeks I was working on the book really um it, the idea it, it wasn't supposed to be a book initially at all um it was during Leeds Beer Week last year, and there's this absolutely amazing bookshop called uh, Colors May Vary in Leeds, and I've been wanting to put an exhibition on there for a long time. And they they agreed that during the Beer Week I would I could put up some beer art um, on the walls, but I didn't really want to I didn't really want to put up the same stuff which had been in all the other. There's a lot of there's a lot of beer art um, exhibitions in the UK in the last couple of years. But it tends to be the same same designers, you know, they're great, but they tend to be the same ones in every exhibition. So I really wanted to put some put work up which some people in the UK probably hadn't seen before. So there's and Stillwater stuff which I was just obsessed with and Brew Your Mind from Hungary. Their stuff was just amazing to me as well. I thought, well, if I keep on digging, I'll find more and more beer art around the world which you know, will be completely unknown to people. 
And so I did the so I put a, a show on at Colours May Fairy, and it was it was it was just one evening. It was the work was I made a video, and it was all projected on the walls in the video. Sorry, not a video in in the bookshop in the gallery space there. And the the idea of the book was it was supposed to be a catalogue, so people would be able to identify the images they saw projected onto the walls, and they'd be able to find out who did the work, which brewery they did it for, and so on. So it was it was supposed to be a small catalogue, but as I started putting it together, um, ended up getting more and more design sent through, and and almost everybody I contacted, you know, came back and you know sort of agreed to be in it and sent and sent artwork through for me to use. So it sort of spiraled out of control and ended up being ended up being well well a hundred and hundred and sixty odd pages. Yeah, so, yeah, it was wonderful, and and it's been. Um, I mean, full of yeah, it's good for me because now a couple of those are, are new to me, which I always love. Um, so it's it's a, kind of an index of upcoming seasons of recruiting for me. So I, I thank you from from that regards also. But it's just uh, yeah, it's really nice. It was just nice. It it was just you know I, I sat and I just enjoyed it, and it was kind of and it was fun. Like it was just. I don't know. I knew. I knew. Probably. I knew a majority of them by, by just looking at them, and I was like, "Oh, that's uh, that's that's Mike Van Hall, and that's this, you know, that's Carl, and that's you know." Uh, da, da, and it was it was wonderful. It was kind of like, "Oh wow," like James and I are like James yeah. and I share that same share this same vibe, and we're you know on different you know sides of the you know the world, and we're not actually other side, but you know what I mean, like that. that you know, we're not in the same local area. Mm-hmm. Um, geographically you know someone's going to write in and say well you're not on the other side of the world i get it but <laughs> and, it's, it's pretty far away yeah yeah we can't drive we can't drive to visit each other but yeah it was just it, it was uh yeah it warmed, it warmed my heart to not get uh all sappy on you but it was just it was just it was great so uh i thought it was a great idea and uh i will probably promise that we will we will have a book at some point maybe not in 2019 but um you know we we we've already started some of the the scoping out of it. It's uh, yeah. The, the only problem with putting a book together is it's like putting a mixtape together. You look back and think, man, oh, there's so much better stuff I could have put in. A lot better, but so much uh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, a mixtape is so great. Yeah, that's a great way to. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, and that's another thing. But, I, th- I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's only a year ago. I was. I was you know, I was so excited about pretty much everything that was in this, and and I'm still excited about it. But you know, you know, since since that book came out, I sort of found found your podcast, and so I've been listening through and and checking out artists. And um, yeah, the book the the book would be ten times the size if I did it again. It would be um, it would be unwieldy. Yeah, I think but, I, yeah, I think I'm gonna think, call volume one is what I'm gonna do because I know to your point. I don't think it'll ever, ever be finished. So, yeah, that's what we've been. And we are back. See, folks, I told you, it's a good one. James's book, The Crushing Canvas, it's awesome. It's really cool. It's really nice to see. It's inspiring. You know, we won't be the first, but we promise you we will be doing a book. And interviews like this are that nice kind of kick in the ribs and kind of jab to get it done in the kindest way, like a brotherly jab. 
and it's just been really, you know, really inspiring. So uh, thanks, James. We appreciate it. We Obviously, we appreciate you. This is episode 119, James Ockelford, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. You can follow along with his work, Refold, R-E-F-O-L-D. Short, sweet, and simple. Shows you his work, shows you what he's working on, and it's just a really, it's a great portfolio. You know, North Brewing Company, we'd love to, love to try their beers. Obviously, um, the commute to make that possible is not really realistic, but if you're out there and you have, if you're over there and coming back stateside, pick me up a few and we'll set up a trade and make it happen. But you're listening to 16 Ounce Canvas, episode 119. We are rocking and rolling. Season 11 is going really great. We've got some amazing interviews lined up for you. Next week, we're going to catch up with Miss Heidi Geist, 48 Beer Project, see where she is coming down the last two months of the year. Her adventures have been fearless. She is badass. We love her, and she's doing some great stuff, and so we like to support that and catch up with her on the road and see what's new. As the weeks go, we'll be announcing the different artists that we'll be you know, working with for the Hubbub. And then also, you know, in the end of December at Three Sheets in New Haven, Connecticut, we'll be having the Connecticut artist, the Nutmeg Edition. I'm not sure what we're going to call it yet. It's a working title. But uh, I'll be featuring all the artists from the podcast who either from Connecticut or work with Connecticut breweries. So we're going to tie it all together. Keep it, keep it local. Drink local. Drink often. Have fun. Let's just get back into it. Yeah. Because it... Sometimes with interviews like this, when they're, they're so fluid and talking, sometimes it's hard to cut this middle segment. I usually try to do it at the end of a conversation, but it really was just a fluid conversation. You know, so right now it's, um, it's me getting all excited about something I did that was super nerdy, but to me I was, like, all about it. And so it's a, it's a working file that, that, brings me, that brings me joy. It's part of my new happy place. But let's get back into it. Episode 119, 16-ounce canvas. James Ockelford, this is what you want to see. This is why you're here. AJ, stop talking. Shut up. Well, and on a positive note, peace and love. We've, uh, our most recent endeavor, we took, and this is going to sound nerdy, folks, but I'm quite proud of this. I took every episode we've did, and then I put it in a spreadsheet, and then I broke it down by, you know, different styles, uh, you know, and so mm. I can I can sort the, you know, use the sort and filter field so I can, I don't, I, I don't, every, it changes the idea every day or how many drinks I've had that night. Sometimes I'm like, what if it was like this? And uh, so I don't know. I think we'll probably, cause I, I thought about how to be about the interviews, but then people probably wouldn't really want to, you know, that's, that wouldn't make it much a coffee table. So maybe try some sort of multimedia where you know there's a book, which is the visual and then drives them to some sort of, you know, the podcast or something like that. So I don't know, or maybe take excerpts or just like a page, I do a one or two pager, but you know, from the episodes of cool stuff, I don't know, who knows? It'll, like you said, it'll never, I think I just need to do it and have it be that snapshot of time at that point. Cause to your point, it'll never, you'll, you'll never, you'll never hit finished if it's, you know, you keep adjusting it. Yeah. And the nice thing about a book as well, cause I've, I've, I've worked on quite a few books over, over the years and it's, it's a way of, it's a way of creating a little time capsule in a, in a way, you know, you, you, it's a project and the moment it's got a spine on it and it's got a you know, name down the spine and you've got it on the shelf, you, you look back o- over those sort of 10 years later and then you think, man, it's been 20 years since I've done that. And then it's, it's a nice way of, it's a nice way of kind of putting things together. I suppose that's 
that's one of the reasons why I was kind of so keen to put this exhibition together as well, you know, because it was, you know, the beer design has been great. And this is part of the culture, which is sort of, sort of given me that this freedom to, to do work I've enjoyed. And I really wanted to have the book as a way of sort of kind of immortalizing that time period, I suppose. And I remember where I was, what I was interested in at the time. Because who knows what will happen, you know, design-wise in the future, what what amazing stuff's going to be done by other people. And who knows what I'll be doing as well. But you'll, I'll be able to look back on 2018, what I did then. If I do another book, it'll be it'll be different again. And it'll, you know, it'll be, be where I am in 2019, 2020. Yeah, well, I think next. How many how many labels have you done at this point? How many, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be significant. Um. Yeah, I think we're working out. There was, there was, there must be sort of fifty or sixty from north of last year. Yeah, and I've yeah. done a few bits. You know, over over time, I've done bits for other other breweries as well. Um, uh, but not yeah, it's been mainly north. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't keep count. It just sort of blurs together a little bit. Right. So I mean extrapolate that i mean if you this time next year you'll be well you know over 100 so i mean i think the next book would be kind of cool to do some sort of you know the history of uh north brewing and all your labels there you know you could probably do do a show just of your own stuff which i think will take i mm-hmm. think i think from you know knowing you that i think that'll be hard to get you to be so self-focused on yourself to do that but i think that would be the cool next progression of that i mean i think that would be a lot to say like all of this, look at me. You know, it's probably was a little easier to be uh, part of be part of a larger story, but we'll see. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I mean, um, uh, last year there was an event put on at the Tate Gallery, and there was, I think it was seven different breweries who were asked to do beers. And we were each given a we each given a a number to produce a label for, so we got the number seven, and that was that was just a really exciting project. But the best bit of the whole thing was. We got to go down to London, and I got to meet the other designers. So I met James Yeo there, and um, met Tom, who does the work for Daya. And they're just just great, great people. And, and it was the first time I'd really sort of spoken to the you know, people who work specifically in beer design. And I think I'm, I'm 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 just so excited about the work that other people are doing as well. It's you know it'd be, it, I like the idea of being able to sort of tell you know sort of, so tell other people's stories as well you know it's I don't, I don't know what that is but I do, I do i do like it and and i'm i am working on another crushable canvas but my, the focus i think is more on the work that you don't see you know the work that gets produced it doesn't get on the cans there's yeah yeah so i mean so i've approached james already and about doing something he seems pretty keen but so i'm, ho- I'm hoping to yeah I've, I've really got to spend some time figuring out how the book's going to work and how his next exhibition is going to work. But and it was supposed to be for a week this year, which is which is in a few weeks' time. And um, I'm, there's no way I can really <laughs> do it justice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I need to sleep at some point. But I think it may be towards towards the end of the year. And I, I just I really like the idea of some of the artists have not featured in this one. I would like to show like um, Nana's work for for Lervig. Um, I find that absolutely fascinating, and also the the, the development of the labels around it. There's a lot more storytelling, I think, than what you always see on the on the labels. So, so that's um, 
so I, I like to find a way of sort of showing you know the stuff that's you know that expands beyond you know the the, the label or maybe just the illustration of the you know the cartoons which are shown. I like to sort of see this see the work in this a broader broader sense. Well, we would let, we look forward to that. And then anything we can do, you know, and if it's uh, if it's an excuse to try to get over there, I can't make any promises. But there's a show, and we can come support. You know, we're uh, we're big fans. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll take photos if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not going to give our secrets away publicly, but uh, let's take a let's take a sidebar real quick. What is the significance of the name of your company, Refold? Right. So this was this was this is post, uh, 15, 16 years ago. Um, I was working for myself. I was just struggling to come up with uh, a name. I didn't. I liked the idea of the you know there was a name, there was like a like a, a, sh- a snappy name shorter than like James Ockleford. And I was always um, sort of fascinated with origami in particular, um, and I used to use origami in you know a lot of kind of art pieces I would work on, um, like folding birds, you know, creating things out of paper. So, you know, the idea of you know sort of folding, I, I would I would have called the business fold, but it sounded slightly um, like a, like the business is going under. The idea, the idea of re- refold is, is kind of like a positive action, you know, taking something and then making something else out of it, you know, and that's sort of the sort of the approach I take. Then the other thing I realised, maybe sort of, you know, maybe a year afterwards, that it was the last the last six letters of my surname rearranged as well. So it's probably why it felt kind of familiar, you know. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I was trying to do like a word jumble. I was like, oh, I was like, no, he doesn't have an F. But then, yeah. But then I also I also noticed when you said that. I mean, as soon as you said that, I knew I knew, and I just went and I checked what you're saying is, you did a label that was like an origami, right? I mean, you did one paper thin symbols a piece with I, it was the label, and that was an origami. So that's yeah. really cool that you're able to kind of uh, bring to life, you know, the you know, it's kind of a I don't know, like an Easter egg or a subtlety of of your of your business, you know, but the, in the, the positive way, you know, from a little piece of paper, how some of these beautiful creations can come, you know, you, you can, people can take that forever. It means, you know, with your work and with, you know, just origami in general. So yeah, that one really resonated with me too, especially because the, just the black, white and the red, it's really, you know, it's really simple. It's just, it's actually, if you look at it, it's a lot of triangles when you really kind of look at it and realize what's going on there. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was really, uh, it was, it was such. An, it was a nice brief to get that one because it was, you know, to have a beer count and to be told, well, this is good. It's going to be the theme of peace, peace in Europe. You know, peace in Western Europe. It's like, well, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I can never. I couldn't have imagined. You know, ten years ago that I would be asked to do that. As a, you know, you know, and can get paid to, to to work on a piece of artwork around that concept as well. So, it was. Uh, it was a nice. And again, nice beer as well. So it was just, you know, when when you when it's all come together, and you, you're going to open the fridge, and it, and it looks exactly how you wanted it to. It was, you leaves you with a bit of a kind of a feeling of accomplishment. Well, you crushed it. I mean, that was, I mean, I guess that was I have no pun intended, given your your book. But yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, wait, I think he did one that was like that. So I mean, you've already you're, you're in my. Uh, in my subconscious already, so uh, that's 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 great branding right there in and of itself. Oh, well, thank you, appreciate that. 
And yeah, I yeah, I I mean, I love the fact you're just. Uh, I mean, one of the things I've learned from this community is that level of appreciation. We, we've gotten so many recommendations from other artists. It's like, well, if you really want to talk, if you, I mean, I think it's great you want to talk to me, but you really should be talking to this person or or that person. Mm-hmm. And you're you're just a great example of that. The, there's a level of you know appreciation and humility throughout the. Um, the beer art community, which I think is is really nice to see, and, and it's it's probably one of the more genuine things I've seen in in, in beer and just kind of in business in general. It's 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 uh, kind of, everyone, and everyone takes their own approach, right? You, they could you could send that same that'd be kind of a cool project to send the same brief out to you know multiple artists and see, you know what label they come up with and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just really it's it's that's been really kind of a you're talking about a brief on peace. It just, that, that always makes me feel good that someone's like selfless to say, well, you know, you should recognize this person and a it makes my job a lot easier, but B it's like, it's just really, it's just, it's just genuine and kind, which I think we could all you know, use a little bit more of. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with that. And um, the things, the, the build and the whole, it's, it's relatively positive, you know, it's a positive group of people and you know, the, you know, people working working hard to make things nice. You know, like for example, when I when I was first, you know, I was going for beer in in Leeds, you know, so twenty odd years ago, it was it was pretty grim. But now it's you know, the city's vibrant. The beer scene there is amazing. And same with Manchester, you know, and even in Newcastle, you know, these which were kind of relatively. I suppose in kind of grim northern cities, and in terms of places to go for a beer, at least it's pretty grim. And now these are just they're so positive, you know. And um, if it, it feels like something good's happening there, and I think it's you know, I think long long may it live, if possible. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it was my first time being. I wasn't in uh, Leeds in that area, but it was my first time just being over there uh, in the UK, other than kind of a pass through in the airport. And it was just, uh, yeah, it was a it was a wonderful experience. So I'm, I'm sorry we weren't, we weren't able to to connect in 3D, but I uh, it was a trip that we thought was going to be okay, and it was it was amazing. So mm-hmm. I definitely see. Uh, yeah, I know it's a good trip when my five and eight year old asking when are we going back. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. and they lost my they lost my little guy's luggage, and he you know he was totally fine with it. So all in all, it was pretty. It was it was quite good. Oh uh, yeah, well, it'd be lo- lovely to, to have you back over sometime, and uh, yeah, to catch up. It'd be lovely. Yeah, yeah, arm arms twisted, and uh, wel- welcomed. Uh, welcome, I welcome that with uh, with 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 open arms. So. Um, when you're creating, you have what, what's the what's the scene over at Refold Studios? You got you know you talk about your career getting you know starting the music being now. Were you like a so you were doing like visuals or you were doing were you doing the lights or were you doing kind of like like um, visuals behind the band so to speak? Yeah, so it, it, it's it's usually projected, and so it's, I had like Super 8 projectors, you know, yeah. which can kick out a lot of lights and slide projectors, and. Uh, later on, I played with bits of, sort of digital projection as well, and um, just really layering, layering up images. And, and so sometimes we'd we'd kind of create create imagery for particular nights as well, especially if it's a band we're really excited about. Or I'd, you know, me and my brother would would take you know would take photographs, you know, using um, using positive film and just use and project those. And that that was. That was great. It was just a way of getting to see gigs for free, and just just be able to sort of try and find a way of sort of pairing music with something visual. It was just really exciting. And I do, do used to 
they used to produce fanzines as well, you know. I used to just to, just to anything I could get my hands on, really, which kind of excited me, I think. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I got CD. Like, I, I used to do a show, and the idea, like you're saying, getting, like getting, getting in for free. I remember I would, I would do a show on Friday mornings and it was, it was a little rough because I was in university. And so Fridays were a little slower, um, you know, from the night before. And there was an older gentleman and he looked like he lived in the woods. He had this beard that was, it wasn't ZZ Top because, but it would just go, it was like if ZZ Top's beard went in like every direction and they never combed it. Um, but he did this, a bluegrass show and he had a mailbox of the studio, and it was it would it would be over. And he shows weekly, and it would be overflowing with uh, tapes and records, and uh, you know, as it progressed, CDs. And I was just like, "How is this guy at this little college station?" You know, and he had a niece show, and he started, I asked him what it was. I finally got the courage to ask him what his secret was, and he said he just wrote to you know the labels, and they were you know because it was mm-hmm. niche. So they they started adding them to these lists, and you know I I did it for over ten years, and I would say at the probably the last three or four years, most weeks I would have a dozen records come. You know I, I didn't we'd go see music festival all the time for free. It was a very it was a very great time. So I totally related like the fact that you could get into shows for free, and they made you like you were adding to the experience by you know either promoting it or in your case doing. Uh, you know, the visuals was uh was a uh, it was mind-blowing actually i mean it probably saved me you know and then they once in a while i get a few pints out of it too and it was like life is pretty good so i mean it's uh it's the little things you know that wouldn't really cut it now you know my, my kids really can't live off of uh you know beer and uh and and two two free tickets on the guest list but at that time when i was in my 20s it was pretty epic yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think you, your life takes a change, you know, when you sort of settle down and start building a family of your own. But yeah, when you when you're 20, you've got you've you know not really answerable to anybody. It's just a fantastic time just to be like immersed in in music and to be able to have those experiences and meet those kind of people and stuff. It's great, you know. And I love the fact that a lot of our guests have that. You know, zine kind of DIY, just do what needs to get done to you know, be creative and have that outlet. So I, I think it's really, uh, it's a really good, uh, it's a good story. You know, you've been you've been working your ass off for you know, over two decades now, which is awesome. Yeah, well, you know, you know, pay bills, <laughs> it yeah. works out. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 very humble. Now, what what advice would you give to somebody you know who's kind of starting out, who's you know you know, heading into or about to finish university, kind of like who feels like this is, you know, this is what they want to do with their life? I am, I, I don't really know, to be honest. I think, I think just produce lots and lots of work and, 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 and just learn, learn stuff that no one else can be bothered to learn. And I'll tell you something, which, if, you know, I don't know what advice I'd have given myself, to be honest, other than just, just keep on going. Don't stop. Don't stop producing stuff and don't copy other people's stuff. You know, it's just, just, just do, do what you think is right. And it will kind of, fit, it'll kind of work out. Don't worry about stuff too much. And <laughs> um, I, t- I tell you, I think learning te- new technology is probably probably the smartest advice I'd give to people leaving university now. One thing I've been really fascinated with, which I've been wanting to integrate into 
some of the work is these kind of um, augmented reality things. And I, I really like the idea that, you know, someone can, you know, someone's mobile phone can interact with a can of designs, you know. I like the idea that, you know, one of these, these kind of geometric patterns on a can, if you hold the phone up to it, it would start moving around, you know, all the, you know, the, the patterns would start kind of undulating or changing colour. I just think there's like a lot of lot of play to be had, and I think technology kind of holds the key of where a lot of this stuff goes. And I know with I think I think in America the, there's, there's there's some wine companies starting to do this kind of stuff as well. So I think you know if you if you had time on your hands, that'd be learning learning to kind of embrace that kind of technology makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I you think know. yeah, I think some of your if I, I think some of your uh, your labels if they were animated or in motion, even like it, it might feel like people were you know, taking psychedelics cause they have that like rivery flow or what have you, but, um, or sorry, I've heard, but I'm just like saying, um, it, they, they're very lucid and they feel like they're almost like they're ready to move and they're kind of, it's sometimes I feel like looking at them, it's like they were in motion. They were just paused just to be captured for that, you know, or, or like the, or like the cartoons where, the inanimate objects are moving around and partying, and then as soon as the lights go on, they like are stopped. But it just seems like they're they're very fluid, and uh, I really like. I think that's one of the things when I think about it, I really like about the cans. Yeah, well, I found, found myself using a lot of stripes with North North's work, and when you, uh, yeah, if you distort them certain ways, you can create those moire effects. You know, which I always thought kind of exciting. So I'd never seen them on beer cans before, so. When I put that up, I thought, well, at least I think I'm supposed to do it, but maybe, you know, you find out you're probably not. But uh, it de- I definitely felt, I definitely felt good doing it at the time. The other thing I noticed, because, you know, you, you know, maybe like to be sort of five thousand cans produced, you know, but the amount of the place where people will see those cans isn't on shelves. In re- reality, it's going to be on things like Instagram. So when people are scrolling up and those images are just scrolling up the page, you know, the, the movements, you know, the scrolling kind of creates the movements, you know, it creates movements amongst those right. lines. Yeah, it's good. So there's an element of interaction. So so that was one thing I sort of, I realized as well kind of early on that people, it was doing people's eyes in because they were sort of, you know, sort of scrolling down the page and people aren't thinking, well, why, why is it doing that? You know, you could have something just black and white patterns, and as you as you move the image up the screen, you know, you, you start seeing a whole spectrum of colours appearing. And I think that was, you know, that that kind of made the can stand out a little bit, you know, and that's that's been one of the more successful things which I've done. And it was it's kind of partially by accident, but I've kind of definitely sort of jumped on it when I realised that's what was happening. And people comment on it, and they remember the they remember the cans then. Yeah, I've, I've actually, that's one of the first, I, I haven't really thought of it that way, the, the fact that it it's moving on your on your device or your screen, you know, just by the act of scrolling. So, yeah, yeah. Look at you. Look at you, James. You're getting yeah. deep. You're getting deep here, my friend. You're getting deep on movement and in depth in, a, in the digital age. Yeah, well, I, I, think we'll, I think, honestly, in the next couple of years, we'll, we'll see stuff which we could hardly imagine. I mean, you could potentially have a whole film showing on the can. I mean, that was something else I was, I was, I was wondering and seeing if I could do, um, find a digital printer, which could you could take a different still of, of a film sequence. So, so that the whole series of cans is like the whole film, 
when you buy a can, you're just taking a piece of the film out. And I, I, I thought, that, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's possible to do. It's just quite labor intensive. That's all. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would be definitely be labor, that, labor intensive. Yeah. But, it'd be interesting. but I think I, the idea of people, people sort of participating in a, in like a, a larger piece of design work or, you know, owning a piece of, a piece of art from a whole series. Uh, and that's, again, I think that's, it's quite a nice idea, which, you know, I've not given up on the idea of it. It's just finding the right project. Yeah. yeah. Or the, the ones where it's like the, almost like the card flip, like the kind of like the early stages of animation that like back mm-hmm. in the day, if those being printed, cause you're spinning them and then having you spin down the can line that might, you know, that would be kind of interesting also. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, a lot of fun to be had, had with, with beer labels and, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think it's. I think it's very easy to go overboard and to sort of forget <laughs> forget forget, yeah. forget why you're doing it in the first place, which is to sell beer. But I think I think if you can dip into an element of fun, you know, sort of regularly, then it, it keeps it exciting and hopefully keeps people interested in what you're doing as well. I I'm, I'm interested. You got me. You got me thinking of crazy ideas. So that's always a good sign. Um, to keep with the the key with the music idea, what is there certain music that you're listening to? Do you, you know, you're gonna be burning the midnight oil tonight to keep working? You know, what are you what are you listening to? What's the inspiration? Uh, well, it's it's all sorts of stuff. Um, like I've been, I've been listening to Moondog, um, from the late '60s jazz stuff, which I just really enjoy, and um, this Ethiopian uh, musician called uh, Mulatu Astatka, who I love as well is just just beautiful but this honestly listen to all sorts um, i've listened to a lot of, lots of the last beak albums amazing and I, I listen to tortoise quite a lot they've i've been listening to tortoise since i was about 16 and that's never stopped so it's 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 a, it's a mixed bag it's always changing yeah i think that's the key i think that i yeah i think when i ask folks that question they think like the I expect, yeah, I, I'm basically just trying to get a snapshot where you're at right now. So I totally agree. If I had to listen, I, I don't think the whole Desert Island album thing, I hate that question because I'm like, uh, if I'm on a Desert Island, I, go, I you know, well, I mean, it could be worse, I guess. But I just, the idea of being limited to only a couple albums forever would, would make me sad. Yeah. I think there's, there's some music you listen to there, and I think, you know, it's, yeah, it plays a very specific role in your life. Um, like, like I listen to um, this guy called uh, William Basinski and he produces these I don't know if it's music or not it's it's like artwork it, re- it repeats he's, he's a famous piece called uh, Disintegration Loops and it's just it just sounds like a memory on repeat and it kind of breaks down slowly but it has um, an inc- it's, if you're really sort of stressed out it kind of just calms you down and it slows your brain down and you know it's, whether it's musical, I don't necessarily know, but it's definitely has a kind of a, 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 a nice positive effect on your kind of well-being. Um, so yeah, I, and, and, and some things kind of do the exact opposite, you know, especially if you need to get motivated, you know, it could be like a creative tonic. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Well, mate, that's a wrap, my friend. We did it. It wasn't so painful, was it? I, I, I don't know. I probably said a lot, load of rubbish, but that's kind of um, 
that's pretty typical of me, I think. No, no, no. You, like you said, it's uh, it's like the mixtape, right? There's always, you know, you you might listen back and think you could answer something differently, but I think that you know you're, yeah, you're very introspective. You're humble. You know, you're kind of a historian of you know labels, and you're, you know, you're a great example of someone who's you know passionate what they do, has been working really hard for, you know, uh, you know, a long time, and, and you know true to what they do and really thoughtful in, in their creation. So you know, I think a lot of people are going to take a, you know, a lot, a lot out of this. And I, you know, I know it's just, uh, you know, this was, this was a long time coming. So I'm just glad we we're able to make it happen. It you know, really means a lot. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yes, it's a real pleasure talking to you and yeah. Thank you. All right. Oh yeah. Let me know how those, uh, the, the designs go tonight and, um, you know, keep me updated. If anything I can do, I think that it will, uh, yeah, as I committed to doing a book with you, you know, not with you, but you know, to you, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep each other, we'll keep each other honest. Sounds like a deal. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, James. Thanks, no worries. Cheers. There you have it, folks. The essential James Ockelford interview right here on the 16-ounce canvas, The Art of Craft Beer podcast. We hope you enjoyed that one as much as we did. It was a pleasure to learn about James. This is our mixtape. Yeah, I listened back. James got in my head. I'm thinking, oh, maybe I could answer this question. There's a couple points where I stumble through some shit. That's just kind of in general. And I don't edit a lot. At least I don't edit myself out. I just... I like it. We call it, you know, our perfect imperfections, just like that, you know, mumble right there. It's, you know, it is what it is. You know, we have uh, good days, we have bad days, but I think, you know, we're consistent. And one of the great things I love about this project is our last question about kind of what music folks are listening to or what music they like. And... It was hard to find some of these artists. You know, definitely, it's been really cool. You know, new music I'd never really heard of. We're hearing, you know, Mulatu Astaki, uh, you know, the Ethiopian artist. You know, we had Moondog. And then really the cool, the the William Basinki, you know, the integration loops. It's just, uh, it's just a lot of fun because because we're all over the world, how cool is that, right? You know, it really gives us the ability to learn new things. Obviously, different cultures, different people, different perspectives. It's all wonderful. And then the, the music aspect of it is really something that we allows us to customize each episode. You know, fun fact, I'd say 95%, maybe more of the music that you hear during the episode was mentioned either in the interview or mentioned at the end by the artist. And really, I don't know, it's our way to kind of, you know, thank them, make it specific to them. And you know, learn more music, learn you know about new artists. Not only introducing you to visual artists, but you know musicians. And we love music more than we love beer. It's one of our favorite things in the world. So this has been episode 119. Woo-hoo. We are in the the thick of it here at season 11, and we're just waiting on a few like final confirmations, like final final confirmations of season 12. But we'll be working on the 
announcement video. We'll probably get that out soon. And we're trying to do as many interviews ahead of time and do the editing because usually we take off a little bit of time in the summer. And so we're trying to be strategic with that. You know, we're heading to the Jersey Shore this summer. Then we're going to head to Philadelphia. What, what? And then our big one where we go pretty much off the grid completely is our, our summer adventures in Maine. So we got some Maine artists coming up in a couple weeks over the next few weeks. So that'd be really cool. We'll add some more. We'll have some more uh, solid information for you about the hubbub happening in late September in Maine. Can't wait to give you more details on that. And uh, we thank you. We're just really excited to share with you all the goodness that we're a part of. We're going to be working with Erector Brewing probably in October. Uh, we were going to, they were going to have uh, their golf outing, you know, this weekend coming up. But in speaking, you know, with Justin and the crew over there, we thought, you know, cool few, you know, new few things popped up. So I'm going to be you know, more involved with that. And so in October, I believe it's October 12th. It'll be in New Haven. It'll be a golf slash beer outing. So we're really excited about that. And we'll keep you updated, you know, as more information comes together with that. So we're busy. We got something kind of each month. And then obviously the month, the month of November is where everybody sends me birthday presents, you know, and gifts and, and, and what have you. So make sure to you know get the address, you know, plan ahead on that. The big four one coming up. Wow. But yeah, hopefully you're enjoying your summer. Wherever you are, we love to hear from you. Make sure you tag us. 16OZCanvas is the hashtag, pound sign, tic-tac-toe. We're seeing more folks use it. We've reached out actually to a few breweries that we love and asked them to start using it. So we're just trying to get the word out there. You know, it's been really fun to, to scroll through there, and that's one of the tools we've been using to, to share on the story. So it's, uh, it's multifaceted. We're keeping it real. We're having a good time, and we can't thank you enough for being a part of it. However you found us, Thank you. Tell a friend, retweet, share, text them a link, whatever it is. We just, you know, that means the world to us. Spread the word. You know, obviously, you know, an organic, genuine recommendation is awesome. And if you're using, you know, any of the, the main podcast platforms, you know, give us a rating, give us a review, give us some feedback, good, bad, and the ugly. We prefer more of the good, but uh, honesty is important. And we thank you for being here. And until next week, I'm still AJ Kierens, and this is still the 16 ounce canvas. The Art of Craft Beer Podcast.